All names and characters in this show are fictional. Any likeness to people in real life is purely coincidental. The story in this show is just that, a story, and it does not reflect the views of its creators or participants. All episodes of The Night Cleaner's Tales are intended for mature audiences. Among other things, this episode contains references to sexual abuse and a child predator. Listener discretion is advised. reception down here in the basement. Oh, come on. Oh, I didn't even hear you come in. I was told to come in early tonight because there was a considerable mess. But somebody was either yanking my chain or else they were misinformed. So with my spare time, I began sorting out the maintenance closet. And lo and behold, I found this old radio. I thought maybe it would help us pass the time. Is there any particular type of music you're into? Actually, don't get your hopes up yet. I haven't even found a working station. I must not be able to get a signal through these walls. I suppose I could try the AM stations. Hmm. Ah, well. I've never been much for AM anyway. Just a bunch of political talk radio. Not really my thing. Except for one. I was never actually able to tune in myself. But I heard tell of a particular air date that seemed to be right up my alley. It was a talk radio show about injustice in America, hosted by a young man who was not afraid to play judge, jury, and executioner. Welcome to another episode of The Wolf Pack, the show that uncovers the corruption of the judicial system in America. I'm John Wolf, and it's a beautiful day for justice. Today, we have a very special show for you with a very special interview of someone who does not even know they're going to be interviewed. It's going to be a very candid and open look into the mind of a killer. 
But first I want to talk to you about Bunker Down. Bunker Down is the best place to go for all your survival and shelter needs. Your one-stop shop for clean, drinkable water packs, first aid kits, knives, batteries, lights, canned food, and MREs. They even have video tutorials and survival tips for all things related to prepping. Use our special promo code for 10% off your entire order by going to bunkerdown.store slash wolfpack. That's bunkerdown.store slash W-O-L-F-E pack. Let's get into our first story. How would you feel if a man set fire to your home? Can you imagine the relief? To know that this man was located, taken into custody, and found guilty. And then, can you imagine your dismay as the arsonist was let off the hook with nothing but a slap on the wrist? This is what happened with Jim and Kathy Hall, who lost their home when a disgruntled employee, who had previously been let go from Jim's boat rental business, decided to retaliate by setting fire to the Hall's home on Grass Lake. I woke up. I saw the wall flames and I woke my wife up. I said, get the kids. This place is on fire. Fortunately, everybody got out in time and no one was hurt. But the arsonist could have easily killed the entire family. The arsonist, Jared Valeski, who was facing up to 20 years in prison and a $30,000 fine, somehow got off with only needing to serve two years in the county jail with a fine of $5,000. He may only need to serve one year if he behaves himself. He will be serving two years in county jail with the possibility of one year on good behavior and a fine of $5,000. We're talking about someone who was found guilty of torching another man's home and putting that man's entire family at risk. A wife and three children. And for that, a man goes to jail for a year. We have calls coming in already because I want to get you the people's thoughts. If you'd like to call in, head on over to wolfpackradio.com, that's W-O-L-F-E, packradio.com, and learn how to get your ID and voice scrambled for anonymity. Since all calls are anonymous, people can freely speak their minds. And now, I want to hear your thoughts. What do you think about this story? Caller, you're on the air. Justice system, okay? How many times do we hear about arsonists just getting let off easy? I mean, they literally set people's houses on fire and get what? Community service or something? Right. Let the community deal with them then. How about that? If we're just gonna let this whole nation burn, then well, I don't, why don't I just set their house on fire, huh? Mm. For an eye, baby. It's good enough for Moses. It's good enough for me. Good enough for Moses. Good enough for me. Can we make that the new slogan for the show? Thanks for that, caller, and I agree. I'm not saying any of you should set fire to Jared Valeski's home. Although, I'm not not saying it. All I'm saying is, if justice was in the hands of the people, then we wouldn't have to worry about things like judge bribery and slaps on the wrist. We have more stories to come, including the very special interview that probes inside the mind of a murderer. So stay tuned for that. But first, I want to talk to you all about Smoke Gents, the modern-day gentleman's club. You can subscribe to the Smoke Gents monthly magazine, keep up with the latest in fine cigars, spirits, sports, and entertainment. They also offer monthly boxes mailed to your door with new products for you to try. Learn more at their website and get 10% off your entire purchase by going to smokegents.com wolfpack. That's W-O-L-F-E-Pack. I want to take some more calls real quick. 
It's important to me that we get some insight from the people who listen to this show before we jump into our next story. And you'll see why here in a bit. If you want to call in with full anonymity, head over to wolfpackradio.com. That's W-O-L-F-E packradio.com. You've heard about them, folks. Rapists who serve a short jail sentence, burglars who walk, wife beaters who pay a small fine. What would you do if justice was turned over to the people? Go ahead, caller. You're on the air with John Wolf. I want to thank you for having me on your show, your great show. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Happy to have you. Uh, look, all I, I'm trying to say here is we've had enough of the wishy-washy dilly-dallying of the uh, political justice system. Honestly, we have. Uh, if it were up to me personally, I would say anyone convicted of murder, why, he would just get tossed right into the ocean. I mean, really. At least then he's going to be feeding the fish. He's going to be productive now, what, to the what, environment. You know, he's going to be would you do uh, about, encouraging the... What would you do about cycle. people no, inland no, don't who... don't try and interrupt me. No, listen, just, listen. If we would just, you know, throw him into the ocean or into some sort of big lake or, hell, just bury him in the ground, their body becomes nutrients for further growth in the environment. I get it. I just... Listen, listen to me, okay? That growth then spreads directly to the growth of our people right. who can then farm more effectively. They can fish more effectively. Yeah, no, okay? I, I, that's I, I all understand I'm saying. That's all I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, no. Yeah. That's all I'm trying to say here. And I think it's an interesting take. I don't know what the logistics would be for people who are inland if they would have to <laughs> put them in helicopters and fly them to the ocean to drop them in. Maybe maybe you could do the same in the lakes. I don't know. It's an interesting uh it's an interesting thought. And I want to know more. What do we got next? Caller, you're on the air. Hello. I just wanted to first thank you for uh, your, your wonderful program and wanted to uh, say how much I, I value that you let listeners call in with their ideas as well. I appreciate that. So, I had the idea that with so many companies saying that they they won't go through with animal testing, which is wonderful, I think. But why don't we just take convicted sex criminals and let corporations test their products on them? I mean, okay. what's the worst that could happen? Right. Right. Interesting. Convicted criminals becoming laboratory test dummies. Again, kind of taking their destructive actions and making them useful and beneficial to society. Interesting take. Let's get one more in here. Caller, you're on the air. Hey, it's uh, great to be on the show. Uh, hi, Mom. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say, uh, you know, I run a convenience store and day in, day out, I get these punk kids coming in. They're stealing candy bars or gum or whatever they think they can get away with. And, uh, right. you know, I was looking about some uh, novel ideas on how to maybe fix that. I came across something uh, online. It's called the uh, Hemorrhabies Law or something like that. And, uh, you know, they said if you're caught stealing, they just chop your hand right off. And that, that might sound a little extreme, sure, sure. Yep. But I guarantee you, it'll get the point across, I tell you. Because, uh, you know, if my friend comes back from uh, from good old Al's quick-and-go jiffy stop, whatnot, uh, what have you, and they're missing on hand, <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm not gonna steal from that shop no more, am I? No. No, you wouldn't. I wouldn't. It's kind of getting into not just 
punishment measures, but preventative measures. And that's an interesting thing to talk about. It might be something that we address on the table for future episodes. But for now, I want to jump into our next story. Our next story focuses on a murder. One that took place right here in Illinois. If the name Stacy Boyd sounds familiar, that's probably because she has made a few guest appearances on my show. Stacy was my half-sister. And she, too, was a huge advocate for justice by the people. As some of you may know, we lost Stacy a few months back, and it has caused a lot of turmoil in my personal life. She and I were very close. And I have had to miss entire episodes of the show and air some reruns because my life has been hell trying to deal with everything. Stacy was found dead just off one of the hiking trails at the Matheson State Park due to heart failure. Here's the thing though. Our family doesn't have a history of heart failure. People in our situations tend to keep their personal lives private. Outside of our work, we don't put our lives on social media. We tend to stay off the grid, and we certainly don't broadcast our families or relationships. But despite our efforts, we do inevitably get recognized by fans in public places from time to time. There was one such fan who recognized Stacy from my show, because this fan happens to be one of my more avid listeners. For the sake of anonymity, we'll just call this person Charles. Apparently, Charles had a lot of common interests with my half-sister. They began seeing each other, and Stacy often mentioned him to me. I had even agreed to meet him in person, but it never happened. Things got complicated, and the relationship ended. And that was when Stacy came to me for advice. But before we go any further, I would like to hear the rest of the story from the man himself. I know you're listening, Charles. You have another 40 minutes left on your commute to work. So I advise you to pick up the phone or else I will be releasing the entire story as well as your true identity and that of your brother. And we'll see how the people decide to deal with you. You know how fanatical my listeners are. You have about five phone rings to make your decision Starting now. Hello. Hello, Charles. Welcome to the Wolf Pack. What do you want from me, John? I want you to finish the story. Tell the listeners why you and Stacy broke up. Things didn't work out. You can do better than that. Why didn't things work out? There was a difference of opinion. Tell us what you two disagreed about. I, I can't talk about it. Well, I can. You took her to meet your brother one evening the esteemed pediatrician that your family is so proud of. Except he's a lot more than that, isn't he, Charles? I don't... I don't know what your sister told you, but she was a liar. 
Oh, she was a liar. Then why did you murder her? I didn't murder anyone. That evening at my brother's house was the last time I ever saw your sister. She began making outlandish accusations, and I told her to leave. You and her are both clearly unhinged. Accusations about what? Your brother? That's why he gave you the potassium chloride you used to stop her heart when you met her at the Matheson State Park. I have never been to this park. We have her chat logs, you imbecile. You were the one who invited her. It's true that I wanted to talk, but I couldn't make it. She must have gone alone. You know, this was the difficult part. The park wouldn't release any of their video footage from that day. But there was another way. Searching by location tags on Instagram revealed one photo that places you and Stacy in the background, talking in the parking lot. Uh, I remember now. I did meet her briefly, but I left immediately after. We didn't go into the park. Bullshit, Charles! You were there! The empty potassium chloride was found in your car later. It's all documented, and it's all available for anyone to view by heading over to wolfpackradio.com slash Stacy. That's W-O-L-F-E packradio.com slash Stacy. The identity has been hidden for the time being, but whether it remains that way is up to you, Charles. What do you want? I want you to confess. I want you to confirm on air that your brother... The pediatrician is also a child predator. Stacy heard the sound that night. The all-too-familiar ding of the chat messages on Sparkletown. We have a niece who plays the game all the time. Stacy recognized it immediately. As soon as your brother stepped out to flip the steaks on the barbecue, she crept in and found that he was on there chatting away with underage girls. I don't even feel comfortable reading the messages on the air. But she snapped pictures and sent them to me. They're online now at wolfpackradio.com slash Stacy. She could have sent a picture of anyone's screen. There is no proof that it was his. No, she was too smart for that, Charles. She sent pictures of it from a distance in the office with your brother's plaques and calendars on the wall pictures of the three of you eating in the living room with the office in the background. There's no question it's his house, his office, his screen. The photos could have been edited. None of this will hold up in court. Court? Do you even remember who you're talking to? None of this is going to court. The people are going to deal with this case, and you know what kind of people listen to this show, Charles. An eye for an eye, one said. That's one of the more level-headed ones. It gets worse from there. I don't know what they're going to do to you, but I can guess. I can guess, and let me tell you, it's not pleasant. For all any of us know, once I release your identities, you and your brother may never see the light of day again. So what do you want me to do? I know your commute. I'm not saying that I was the one who set this up, but it seems someone installed a GPS tracker on your car along with live cameras. I'm watching you right now, Charles. It also seems there is a temporary website out there with the tracking information and 
the live feed available for anyone to watch. The link to this website is available at wolfpackradio.com slash Stacy. According to the feed, Charles, you're about three minutes away from the deep ravine that you cross every day. I happen to know there's a nice clear spot right before the bridge where you could veer right off the road and plummet into the water below. And then everyone can watch you drown. And if I don't? All I'm saying is your identity and the full body of evidence could leak somehow, and then it's all out of our hands. Your family will be publicly shamed. The justice of you and your brother could fall into the hands of any fanatic tuning in right now. I certainly don't envy you your fate should you choose that path. Even if you did make it to safety, go into hiding, change your identity, your brother's career would still be ruined. Nobody will take their child to a pediatrician suspected of being a child predator. But that's hoping for the best. If someone gets their hands on him, he may be facing torture, castration, death if he's lucky. And if I do this? If you do this, the identity of you and your family will remain a mystery. But your brother will be forced to make this same decision as you. You really are out of your fucking mind. I'm not the one who stopped my sister's heart to keep her from blowing the whistle, Charles. And I'm not the one who was sending vile messages to children on a kid's game. You have 20 seconds to decide. What's it going to be, Charles? You're out of your goddamn mind. Think of your family, Charles. Make the right you decision. For this. once in your life, do the oh right thing, Charles. Oh yes! Yes! Good on you, Charles, you bastard! This is what you get for murder in America. Fuck your slap on the wrist! You're going to die, Charles! Drown for what you did to my sister! Drown for protecting a pedophile! Are you watching, America? This is justice! Real, raw, and unfiltered justice! This one was for you, Stacy! This one was for you. And to the child predator, if you're listening, we're coming for you. There's nowhere you can hide. You're next. Folks. I want to talk to you about Bristol Clock. If you're like me, brushing two or three times a day can be difficult to remember. Bristol Clock not only helps by giving reminders that fit with your schedule, but also clock how long you should be brushing each section of the I give up. If there's no signal down here, we may as well throw this old thing into the incinerator. It seems like no matter how I adjust the antenna, it completely refuses to. Now hold on. I think I have something. This has always been my dream. 
I like the voice of this one. Reminds me of old cowboy music. Now there was a great era for justice by the people. Though I suppose corrupted authorities were still an issue back then. Imagine being a law enforcement officer back in those days. Waltz into town, flash your badge. Hell, you could probably just barge into people's houses to find evidence back then. Easy peasy. Thomas Dweezy. Cause I take my coffee black. But I might not be coming back. We might just be too late. Ernie decides my fate. Talk Radio was written and produced by me, Brian Bridges. I was also the voice of John Wolfe, Charles, and the Night Cleaner. Follow me on Twitter at ManlyBrian. The music in the Night Cleaner's Tales is also by me, save for one song. The heavy guitar intro to the talk radio show was Free Will Possession by X-T-A-K-E-R-U-X, however that's pronounced, and it was licensed under Creative Commons Attribution. Find their links in the description of this episode. Special thanks to friend of the show, JT, for voicing the first show caller. Follow JT on Twitter, at ColdBrewCrit. And another thanks to our other friend of the show, Eric Pat, for voicing the other callers. Follow him on Twitter, at ES underscore PattyCake. We've survived another shift, and it's finally time to clock out. So we'll see you on the next scheduled work night to hear yet another one of The Night Cleaner's Tales. 